the Supreme Court overruled a law that had been in place for 26 years in regards to sports betting. It's now legal across the United States, and we're going to talk about the impact that this has on the sports world moving forward. This is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What's up, everybody? Shane Larson coming at you today with yet another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Uh, this is episode 61, and I wanted to give you guys a quick update on the podcast itself uh, because I'm just so grateful for all the support that I've been shown um, for this podcast. I started this over a year ago. It was January 2017 that I actually launched the podcast originally, and I've been going pretty consistently now for over the last year, um, one episode a week with interviews and different topics that we've been discussing. I mean, it's been amazing. And in these last three months specifically, I've reached over 2,000 downloads each month. Uh, it looks like we may even be projected to pass that by over 1,000 downloads this month. And this is with four episodes launching each month. And so it's just, it's not one of those podcasts like Joe Rogan, but it is a podcast that's gaining momentum um, all across the United States and in Canada at this point. It's actually blown up, and that's due in large part to Jake Furlot, the rookie for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who was just on my show for episode 60. So if you haven't heard some of the episodes, whether it be about lacrosse, rugby, um, the CFL, we have so many more hockey. We've got so many episodes, so many different types of uh, interviews. Um, you can go back and download this onto your iTunes device, or sorry, your iPhone, um, iPad, Mac, whatever. So whatever has iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, um, any kind of podcast app like Overcast, Podcast Addict, um, any of those, and Spotify even has it on there. Check it out because you can go back and listen to them throughout the day, throughout the week, whenever you're mowing the lawn, whatever you want to do, check it out. Um, you can catch up on all the episodes. Um, they're, they're all relevant still. So that's what's what's unique about this show is that you can listen to those episodes and you can pretty much listen to them whenever because they're always going to be relevant. Um, anywho, I appreciate the support from everybody. And uh, today I'm going to be flying solo, which I enjoy doing from time to time. I really do. I love writing solo from time to time so I can give you my uh, thoughts straight from the guru's mouth himself. So um, I'm riding solo today because I'm talking about sports betting. You heard it in the introduction. Um, the Supreme Court just overturned a federal law that was in place for 26 years, and they're now legalizing sports betting across the United States. And we're going to talk about the integrity of the game, how this is going to impact the integrity of the game. Uh, we're talking all sports for that matter. First thing I want to do is give you a little bit of a background of myself. So just up until this year, I'm almost 30 years old, um, but up until this year, I for about the last 13 or 14 months, I made a personal decision where I didn't want to gamble anymore. So I kind of put sports betting aside um, and all sorts of gambling because I was trying to make a personal decision with finances and such to 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 not gamble. Um, and that's just a personal decision. I don't. I, th this is just me talking about my own personal life. But up until then, like from the time I was 18 up until now, I was consistently sports betting. I I loved it. I I just loved, you know, putting money down and. Uh, and, and watching games and some weekends you had a really bad loss and some weekends you you put five bucks down win 300 and I was like wow that ROI is amazing um, so I mean there were some good days and, and bad days but when I was when I first began sports betting 
18 years old. I was, I was doing it with a, a good buddy of mine. We'd get together and we thought it'd be okay. Well, every Thursday we're going to get together and we're going to study up. And so for the first two or three weeks, we did that. And we actually came out on top. We weren't putting a lot of money down. We ended up winning like 40 bucks a weekend, 60 bucks a weekend. But then what happened was we got so caught up in like, oh, wow, this is easy money that we started making stupid bets and betting on things that we didn't do research on. Um, and then we ended up losing money. And that was kind of like, I was 18 years old, but that's kind of like the journey through the next 10, 11 years was the same story. Like, oh, you do really good the first couple of weeks of the season and you have this rhythm and then all of a sudden you you lose one and you want to make it all back. So you do a stupid bet, um, you lose all your money again and it just becomes, uh, it's, it's like an addiction and it's, it's a really bad one. But anyways, from a fan's perspective though, what I'm trying to get at is sports betting was fun when it first started, but then it became an issue because I no longer enjoyed watching the games. Um, I began to think irrationally as a fan. I've said this before on previous episodes uh, way early in the podcast too when I was uh, first starting this show. Sports betting ruined me as a fan. It really did. And I highly <laughs> advise that you you take a look at this um, as a fan. Maybe if, if you're going to start sports betting, you're going to start betting on games. Um, maybe read into it a little bit more because the reason it, it ruined it is because of the fact that I was thinking irrationally and there were times I would put money on games I didn't even care about. And here I am sitting here. A team is leading by, you know, eight or nine points and the spread is 10 or 10 and a half, whatever it may be. And I want them to get a field goal. And, you know, it's third and, you know, whatever, 12. And they're already leading by over a touchdown. So I'm thinking you need to pass the ball and get into field goal range. So pass it on third rather than running the clock out, which is the rational way of thinking. So when they ran the ball and got a four-yard gain to run the clock down or force a timeout, I'd freak out at the television. I'm freaking out. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm screaming because the, the game was no longer fun. I'm thinking irrationally rather than thinking of like, how would the coach do this? Yeah, the coach made the right decision. You're supposed to run it, wear the clock down another 40 seconds before you punt it, stuff like that. I'm thinking, no, you got to pass the ball, get the first down, get another field goal so I can win my money. Um, there were so many instances where a, as a fan, I was so frustrated. Um, I learned about, you know, four years into it that I had to stop betting on my teams. And I, and from time to time, I'd still bet on Boise state, uh, which was also a mistake because when you bet on your teams, it ruins the entire game for you. You can't root for the game because you're, you're betting on spread. So all of a sudden you've won the game. Um, but it's not good enough because you didn't win by, you know, four points you kick a last second field goal and win by two but you didn't cover the spread so all of a sudden winning's not enough anymore and so it brought this attitude um out of me that wasn't good and it started to ruin sports for me like I started to get irritated and in these last couple of years even like football and stuff up until this last year like it was starting to it, it became more of a nuisance and I was doing it more as a business type of transaction rather than looking at sports as my passion and something that's fun. And so from a fan's perspective, I think it can have a negative impact. And I'm, I'm concerned about how fans are going to be when this is now something that's just right at our hands. And we can, you know, when the states start implementing everything in their sports books in different states and they're closer to you, um, how it's going to be for fans. I wonder if the fans are, are going to, to have this, if it's going to change, if it's no different than it was before, we'll get to that because, you know, even though it wasn't legal in the United States, we were still betting online on offshore websites, Bovada, Bodog, all these things. And 
I mean, there was over $150 billion uh, made illegally, or sorry, bet that were betted. $150 billion was bet illegally, sorry, uh, gambled illegally in the United States um, in a year. So $150 billion is a lot of money. So people were still doing it. It's, I don't I don't think that's going to be any different. I just wonder if now that we have it more around us and, we're, and we have that um, accessibility, if it's going to become more of a problem, because $150 billion seems like a lot of money to me, but I wonder if it's going to become more a pro- more of a problem uh, since we have it more accessible around us. Um, and another thing is, is we'll probably get the other casual fans that never really did that before, but now that they can, they're going to do it because it's here. And why not try to bet on sports? Because everyone thinks they're a genius with sports. Everyone thinks they're a guru until they start doing sports betting. They realize, oh, I, I might not have known. Oh, I can bet on sports. I know sports really well. I know this team can match up against this team. No, you'll, you'll start sports betting and uh, realize quickly that you're not as much of a genius as uh, the books themselves are. The, <laughs> the people running the sports book over there doing numbers, crunching all the analytics, they're the smart ones. But then here's the other part. It really makes you think, it, it makes you think twice about the, um, the game. Because you'll see these things and you're like, there's no way this game should be a two-point spread. This team should blow them out by two touchdowns. And then all of a sudden, you're coming down to the end of the game and it's within a field goal. And you're thinking to yourself, there's, how, did they get, how did they know that? And then you start thinking, are they cheating? And, and I know people say this happens all the time. And you hear about it in the news or whatever, but no one really thinks it. Until you start sports betting... And, and you truly are putting money down, money that you've earned, hard-earned money from working your nine to five or whatever it may be, you're putting your money down so you're paying attention to what's going on with that bet that you put down, you'll start to realize it quickly um, that things start to seem a little fishy. And then when you start thinking that things are a little fishy, then you start thinking, oh, no, like this isn't fun anymore. And I'm not kidding you. That's exactly what happened to me. So I, I have this worry that the fans are going to start – there's going to be a shift in the mindset of the fans. Players, let's talk about players themselves. Well, in sports betting, there's a thing called a prop bet or a proposition bet, if you will. And a proposition bet is usually um, a bet that's placed that's not directly affecting the game's outcome. So it's like an example of that would be how many dribbles will James Harden have in the first half or how many touchdown passes will Tom Brady throw in the first quarter? Or what's the, who's the first person who's gonna who's the first receiver to catch a pass for the New England Patriots in this game? What play will be what play is the what will be the first play of the game? A run, a pass, a fumble, blah blah blah. Like they they'll put these little proposition bets down that people have fun with. In the Super Bowl and other major events, a lot of these prop bets include. How long will the national anthem be? There's an over-under for the national anthem, uh, which is actually really funny when Christina Aguilera was singing. And if you guys remember, a couple years back, she screwed up on the national anthem, and people were so frustrated that put bets down on that because she messed up, and then people started thinking, well, that's rigged too. She must have had money down on it because she screwed up the national anthem on purpose, da 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 And then there was a huge, you know, <laughs> there's this huge, like, you know, tuss that was made of it. Like this, this little, it's just a frustration outcry of all these people that were putting bets down. Most of them illegally 
were gambling on this stupid prop bet of the national anthem. And uh, yeah, so people got mad because they lost a lot of money. These are the types of prop bets. This is what concerns me, though. If we're going to be putting this into the United States and it's going to be more prevalent, more accessible for everybody, what are they going to do with the prop bets? Well, we've heard about this across all the major networks of sports who've been talking about it all week. The prop bets, are they going to limit those from happening or are they going to have those available? Because now if the if the if each state that has you know implemented sports betting and sports books and such, if they're allowing this to happen, now the players are a little bit more aware of these these bets. So what happens is you, you run the risk of these players you know getting caught up in the gambling scene themselves, which obviously we know is illegal, right? Like you shouldn't be betting on sports, period. You, when you're an athlete, you can't be doing that, Pete Rose. Like here's the deal. Like if let's say James Harden, they say how many threes will James Harden have in the first half or the first quarter, and the over under is four point or sorry four point five. So if you bet under, he's got to make four. If you bet over, it's five, or it might be three point five. Who knows? So if if these players catch wind of this and they start having these prop bets, is it going to change the integrity of the game? Is it going to change the 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 way that these players are playing? Right? Is it going to change that? I I truly have a concern that it will. I truly have a concern that these players, as they become more and more comfortable with all these, you know, sports books around us, they start getting into the scene. I, I think you just open up the opportunity for more players to actually, you know, break those rules. I know there's players doing it. Who cares? But like you, when you have something more accessible, you have that fear that comes in. Are they truly going to be playing to win now? Or are they going to be putting a lot of their paychecks down on this? Um, that's something that, that concerns me. Now, if they can change the prop bets, period, and just change up the way that they're going, then cool. Do that. Um, c- eliminate those. You still run the risk, though, of you know the over-unders, the spreads, stuff like that. Um, does this does this player miss a free throw on purpose because because the spread was only ten um, and their <laughs> spread was spread was ten and uh, they put money on it. And so they don't want to make the free throw, uh, whatever team they may be on. That's stuff that you got to keep an eye out for. And you'll start seeing it too. Like, even if it's not that way, you start thinking irrationally, like I said, as a fan. Um, oh, well, this Kevin Durant's a 90% free throw shooter. There's no way he's never missed three free throws in a game and he missed them today. I, I guarantee it's because he had money on it. You'll start thinking that way, even if it's not the case. It's crazy. It's crazy what this stuff does to people gambling itself is crazy it it truly is like an addiction and it makes you think irrationally um and so i'm thinking from the fans and the players there's a legit concern obviously the referees you know that the majority of referees don't do this right and the majority of players don't do this the people that are actually involved in the games don't get involved with gambling it's against the rules there's a reason they have like clauses against that but the thing is you hear about the stories of the referee that was arrested for it because he had bet on X amount of games when he was a ref. And you you run into that all the time. And I worry about that. The integrity of the game is just at question right now because you run into these possible scenarios. And the second, the thing is, is now that it's accessible, there's going to be a magnifying glass on the sports world. So when a referee makes a bad call, it's going to be bad because now you got fans that are putting more money down on it. Um, and now if a, if a ref makes a bad call, 
you're going to get so many people frustrated. And then you're going to be wondering, from a fan's perspective, you're like, you're wondering, okay, well, that ref has money on the game. Well, then from the outsider's perspective, who doesn't give a crap, they, they say, well, maybe that ref does have money on the game. And the ref's sitting there like, no, I don't. It, it, it has this potential to cause this little stir of controversy. And that's why I'm worried about them legalizing this in the United States. The integrity of the game is at question, and I just hope that they can put it together in such a way that won't ruin the the game, whether it be basketball, football, hockey, whatever, baseball. We need to make sure that if we're going to allow this, that we, we keep a close eye on it and um, we don't let it ruin the sports world. Sports, to a lot of people, aren't that important. Um, but there's... And, and Eric from Sportsypreneur was on my show a couple couple weeks ago and he said sports matter because they don't matter right that was the thing he told us in the sports and business podcast episode that we had and he said sports matter because they don't matter we don't want to ruin that because yeah sports is a, a sense or sorry is a form of entertainment for us sports are a form of entertainment um, there's people out there that are firefighters that truly save lives and paramedics and all these people's police officers and stuff and We've got tax consultants, these CPAs doing our taxes and, and all sorts of stuff. People that like, you know, everyone says, oh, well, these are the jobs that matter. And sports are just entertainment. That's true. But sports are entertainment that get us away from real life, from the politics, from all that crud, you know. And that's what I love about sports. That's why I'm so passionate about them is I, I just love that you can get away. I'm just hoping that this doesn't ruin that. I hope that sports betting doesn't ruin that and I know people are gonna be like this is just an overreaction are you crazy Shane this isn't gonna just because they're legalizing it across the United States and they have the potential to open sports books in different states whoever decides to go through with it just because they're gonna do that doesn't mean it's gonna ruin it and I understand that it's it's the same case for a lot of things it's just something that I, I have a legit concern with because I have experience with betting on sports and I know what it does personally to individuals and I know how I think. So I just wanted to share that with the world. Now let's look at the financial side of it real quick to wrap this up. The financial side of it, I mentioned earlier, $150 billion were gambled illegally with sports betting. Um, That means like offshore websites and stuff like that, just like Bovada, Bodog, Sportsbook.ag, whatever. All these different websites that we, we would use to bet online. Here's the deal. Um, They have... Like I, I know that uh, the NBA is looking to get royalties, like a one percent royalty, off of the potential you know sales that this could bring into the states, which is huge, right? Let's just say that you could keep that one fifty billion. And I was reading an article on, um, I think it was SB Nation. Um, if you could keep that hundred and fifty billion dollars and bring that into the United States, okay, it's no longer going offshore. That hundred and fifty billion dollars is going into the United States. Um, into the sports world and you could actually get a one percent of that well that means that the so the the nba gets one percent royalty off of those the that money well then that goes into the cba well or sorry that goes into the funds and then according to the cba the players get 50 percent of that so that means the salaries could go up a little bit uh, for those players with that money being paid essentially so the money could be put to good use but then again you run into the problem of okay well the NBA or the NFL, whoever it is, can get this money based on the royalty that they've got set up. So the sports, the more money that's you know gambled, 
the more money you're going to be putting in to your league, your organization, more money you can pay your players. So you run into that integrity thing. Okay, well, maybe we have to be more entertaining. So let's try to make it exciting for the betters. Instead of trying to focus on the game, now you're focused on the people putting the money in the into the uh, gambling world. Okay, so you run into the integrity issue, um, whichever angle you look at it. So there could be a, a positive for it if if the money's being used for the salaries and for whatever it is, like the facilities and stuff like that. Great. Um, we just have to make sure that the teams understand <laughs> that we've got to keep the integrity of the game. So I'm just. Uh, leaving these words with you guys today because the sports betting world is something we've got to we've got like this is exciting it's exciting for people who bet on sports they're all excited and I get that it's exciting but we just have to be careful with the way we handle it so I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion it's a quick one today just with me flying solo again if you want to check out the podcast make sure you go and subscribe leave me a review on iTunes and if you want to work with me Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram. Send me an email, contact at thegametimeguru.com. I'll be here to help you out. We can discuss business. This is Shane Larson, and we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.